The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Today at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through what happened yesterday. The WWE releases of six superstar. Also, we're going to do a small review of the AEW Double Nothing Plus. Much news and a lot of stuff going on in the wrestling business, including New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion card. Already announced from next Monday. We'll have that and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Cat. I'm always angry. Welcome to another episode of the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One from New York City. And today, we're going to be talking about behind the curtain and the currents that had happened yesterday with the WWE as far as their uh, releases of Superstar. They just did yesterday. Two of the main Superstar was Aleister Black and Braun Strowman. They both got let go, including with Buddy Murphy, Lana, uh, Santana, uh, Garrett, and Ruby Riot. All six of them got let go. A lot of people are very, very upset at WWE for what they have been doing for years. Every time they have a tremendous amount of talent, they do not know what to do with it. Uh, especially that they have. 30 to 40 something writers and uh, on their day payroll and um, basically most of these writers are soap operas uh, writers uh, uh, storytelling writers none of them have any business the WWE as far as you know as far as being part of the business do they know the concept do they know how to tell a storytelling uh, match in wrestling? You could come in and be a soap opera stuff for all my journey, but does not mean you know how to tell a story in a wrestling match. And that seems to be one of the problems. Also, Bruce Pritchard, Mr. I almost put TNA and bankrupt them with my storylines the way I had them going when I was in Impact. He's another guy who's a uh, Viz McMahon, kiss my ass club point, and pretty much um, what we be seeing right now. With him, he does not care for certain stars. And now, uh, guys like Ricochet, who is just wondering, doing nothing, a great performer, a great talent, underutilized. The same thing happened with Alistair Black. They underutilized him. Um, Ruby Riot underutilized. Buddy Murphy underutilized. And then now there's word that there's a possibility there are going to be more cuts in the WWE. Who knows? The War Machines may be next, or the Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them. Ricochet could be on that list. Angel Garza 
could be on that list. Who knows? Carmilla could be part of that list. Naomi could be part of that list. So there's still a lot of wrestlers that WWE does not use, um, and they could be cut maybe next week. Who knows? There have been so many cuts in the last month that WWE is doing, um, terminating contracts at a high amount of rates, and um, you got to ask. Um, it's it's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy what's going on, and 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 we gotta ask who is behind all this craziness. Now, Nick Khan, who WWE hired as president of WWE, ever since he's been on top, there's been a lot, a lot of changes. There's even rumors of WWE getting sold. Okay, so the question is, who are the suitors? There are rumors that it's NBC Studios who might get them. There's rumors that it might be uh, Disney. I mean, I see more of NBC being the one who may be the one that buy WWE five years from now. Okay. Now, a podcaster who I was listening to made a lot of sense on this. Now, as you guys know, NBC, who is part of Peacock, bought the WWE Network and they paid one billion dollars for five years now you know that the nbc also owns usa network this is where raw uh is shown every monday night smackdown of course is on the contract with fox sports and the fox network so i think they have another two years three years left under that contract but once that contract with smackdown uh, or Fox and SmackDown. It's over. WWE is going to try to move now SmackDown to the USA Network. And they probably, five years from now, will be the new owners of WWE. Now, with all these contracts being terminated and all these uh, people losing their jobs in WWE, what does this mean as far as Raw and SmackDown? Raw already lost a couple of members in the, how you call it, in the brand. I mean, they lost Lana, which Lana is not a big deal They lose. lose. Uh, Ruby Riot, who came out, uh, I believe she's part of Raw. I could be wrong, or SmackDown. But so many people uh, right now are getting fired by WWE because, remember, WWE was hoarding all this talent to keep it away from AEW. The AEW effect is real, guys. I've been saying that for years. A lot of podcasters have been saying the AEW effect is real. Because, see, it kind of, this hoarding of talent kind of backfired on WWE because they were hoarding all this talent. And they figured, well, we're going to take this guy so AEW won't take it. And now, you know, they signed five year deals to, uh, or they made these wrestlers sign five year deals with a lot of contract, and the same thing could be said with Ron Strowman. The word is that Ron Strowman was making too much money, but he was not uh, bringing no investment back. Alistair Black, the same thing. I mean, these guys were making money, even though Alistair Black thanked the WWE company for what they did for him, but let's be realistic. He also admitted that WWE was handcuffing him as far as creative and whatnot. Okay, so Alistair Black giving thanks to WWE, just to be in the good graces of WWE, because now 
There's words and rumor that Selena Vega is on the contract with WWE after she was fired last year. So it's very interesting what's going on in WWE, these Black Wednesdays, people getting let go. I mean, there's so many people that have been let go. Samoa Joe was let go. Tom Phillips was let go, which was a surprising. Adnan, who I'm sure probably was Nick Khan's buddy, but he was so horrible doing commentating and wrestling that he was let go less than a month. But meanwhile, they let Tom Phillips go. Mo, Mo Ronaldo, one of the best commentators in wrestling right now, one of the best play-by-play man in sports, was le- left the company because it's been crazy. A lot of people just been saying, what is WWE doing? And in case you marks, your WWE fan marks, claim that WWE is doing, doing anything wrong, explain that one to me. Okay, explain that one to me because I want to know what is the reason these people will let go. Now, you're going to be saying, oh, that's the black is nothing. Yeah, sure. But then the Charlottes, they still have the Charlottes. They keep pushing down our throat. Even Marie, a girl who can't wrestle for beans. You got you signed a contract. Let go of uh, Mickey James, but then brought in even Marie. Okay. Because you trolls who live with moms in the basement with cupcakes on your shirt are jacking off to these uh, 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 to this woman who is garbage in the ring. And yeah, I'm going to keep it real because that's what I do. So I call my podcast the Footbutt in Podcast because I'm going to speak as it is. It's real. There's you fans who think that this is a good product who keeps pushing this garbage. And now look at this. All this time, WWE, let me put it this way. WWE was to use all the talent that they have to their expectations, to, to their full potential, let's put it that way. You know how great WWE No, it would not matter what AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, uh, ML, anyone do the Forbidden Door, that will, blow, that will blow out the damn Forbidden Door storyline out of the box. But they're not doing that. They're not doing that. Rhea Ripley, when she gets on the mic, she's horrible. They just, they just destroyed that woman. That woman was way better than that when she was in NXT. They make her look at Now all of a sudden, Nikki Cross is a, a challenger for a full woman's title. Are you kidding me? Nikki Cross has been seen for months. All of a sudden, now she's in this uh, beat the clock challenge garbage. It's, this is horrible. And suppose this Nick Khan, a wannabe, uh, the 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 wannabe Tony Khan in WWE, is now pushing these buttons and making these moves and. You know, this is what it is. Now, I want to see how Raw is going to look on Monday. How SmackDown, well, SmackDown, they they are good because of Roman Reigns. No Roman Reigns, SmackDown will be garbage still. You just lost Alistair Black, one of the great premier wrestlers. Guy who had the look, the music. I don't know about his promos, but he didn't have to speak. He could have been the next Undertaker type wrestler. Bray Wyatt, where is he at? Nobody has found him since he lost in WrestleMania and whatnot. I mean, Alexa Bliss has stolen his whole gimmick. Her and her stupid ass doll. It's just ridiculous, guys. It's ridiculous. It's just uncalled for. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen next, but don't be surprised. WWE gets sold from here to five years. Uh, it's already in writing in the wall. And I say NBC will be the one that write it, uh, that will buy it because they've been 
in bed with WWE for years. Since the first uh, Saturday night main event, May 11, 1985 or 84, one of those. And it was in my birthday. So, incredible. Incredible stuff. But we'll see what happens. We'll be right back after this. Today's episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report is brought to you by Pago. Pago is the easiest way for you to, to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Paco. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast, The Chokeslam Wrestling Report, in the How Do You Hear About Paco section of the application. That's Paco.co. we're back so we're gonna go through the double or nothing aew pay-per-view that happened on sunday uh we're not gonna go and talk about every move by move i'm gonna give you my thoughts and opinion on the this match on the, the matches actually um you know so we're gonna go first with the nwa women's title match that was for the buy-in it was uh reho versus serena thieves uh uh, there was a big standing ovation for Riho, and the commentators pretty much said that Riho now will make her home in the United States, which means she will not be traveling back and forth from here to Japan. This match was pretty good as Deep was very aggressive, using 30 tactics on Riho. Uh, she was using various type of moves in her offense. Uh, Riho kind of Try to make a comeback. She stomped on Deems as she tried to make a comeback by having issues with her knee because knee was working on that. And then Deems almost landed on her head after one of the Reho's no and light suplex. I mean, I thought I say, oh my god, she didn't tuck her neck in, she would have broken neck. This was a really good match. Deep wins it with a serenity lock. Uh, these two women have wrestled in the past. Um, a couple of I think it was in February when Deems wrestled Reho. I think it was the women's eliminator match. Uh, Riho, uh, well, it wasn't Riho's fault. Most deep hurt her knee. She was out for a couple of months. She had to do arthroscopic surgery on her knees. Uh, but she still retains the NWA Women's Championship. So that was a good way to start the pay-per-view. The next match for the pay-per-view to start was a way of banger. The way to start was Brian Cage versus Adam Page. Adam Page, of course, started very aggressive. Uh, the match changed when Price tried to do a body press and from the top, just jumping over the top rope to the outside, but then Cage caught him, and he pretty much powerbombed him to the ring post outside, which was incredible. Cage showing his offense and power, of course, and then Page hit the crucifix bomb on Cage for a cool two count. A standing moonsault from the top rope by Cage, which is sad when he does that. He's on point. On that page hit a top rock hurricane on cage. This was pretty much a good match, a back and forth match. Uh, the one thing that Case keeps 
showing me this guy. I don't know why AEW has not pushed him to the max. Uh, he did a one arm neck breaker, which I never seen anybody do that. He did a one arm neck breaker on Cage, and then but then um, Cage went and suplexed Page from the outside to the stage area, which was crazy. I mean, they both. I don't know how they got up from that. Cage hit a F five from the top for a two count. Then Page hit Cage with him. Uh, Page hit Cage a move on him. He made, actually, Page hit his own um, Cage move, the F5, on him. So then, uh, and it, I mean, this was a very aggressive match. They both were hitting each other with everything. And then, just what we thought, Starks and Ricky Starks and Hook came out and Stark threw in the FTW belt. So Cage, Cage says, no, I'm not using it. He kicked it right back. And he got caught with the buckshot for the win. Uh, this match was a great match. Great match. And most likely, this will show us that now uh, Ace is leaving uh, Team Taz. That's what's going to happen. I'll probably see it Friday. That's going to happen. Uh, Taz was just commentating. He was not happy what happened. But Brian Cage already, you know, that a couple of weeks ago, they were flirting with that. Especially after the... Uh, the cinematic match between Sting and Darby Sting and Darby Allen versus Cage and Starks. Uh, he pretty much told Sting that he respected him. Team Taz didn't like that. So they were flirting with that that he was going to leave. But now with this happening, most likely that's exactly what's going to happen. The AEW Tag Team title match between um, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley was a young back. This uh, was a very, very aggressive match. Nick Jackson came out with a beard, which he looked weird. Moxley skins Kingston started off with rolling taxes. Color, Brandon Color, he was taken out. The Young Bucks took control Kingston with a double with double teaming. Working on Kingston's leg. That was the storyline on this one. Matt Jackson making home, uh, Hulk Hogan gimmicks. He even did, uh, I believe, he did somebody else's uh, Macho Man gimmick. He was doing all kinds of gimmicks that, uh, that night. Uh, Eddie Kingston hit, I think, Jackson with an Explorer. He tagged in Mox. Nick and Matt hit with a power driver by Moxley. Uh, Carl, Carl Anderson, he comes out, and he is taken out by Kazarian. Kazarian, who has become the elite hunter, uh, took out Kaz while, you know, LG was taken out by Eddie Kingston. Melzer driver on Mox on the stage, which was crazy. And then uh, the Yumbas did the... Uh, the shield marking, in which they all pulled their fists together. They did a shield marking by the Young Bucks. This was a crazy match. The Young Bucks then hit uh, four BTEs on Moxley, and they beat Wild Thing, which is what Moxley and Kingston call. And they pretty much um, beat Kingston and Moxley. A good match. Uh, Moxley, again, bleeding like usual. Uh, I think Nick Jackson had a broken nose. So, it was a good match. And they had the Casino Battle Royal. Uh, the Battle Royal. Well, the winner of this gets a number one title shot, number one contender title shot against Omega. Uh, the Casino Battle Royal first uh, five guys that came in was uh, the club, which was Christian, Matt Seidel, followed by Hobbs, Dustin Rose, and Matt Caster. Then the Diamonds came out, which was Pat Hardy, Private Party, 10, uh, then Nick Camarado, Ernest Sampatico, Private Party, I think it was uh, Isaiah first came out, so he came out first. The Hearts came out, Varsity Blonde, Garrison and Pillman, 
Cole Cabana, Anthony Bowens, and Penta. And then the Spades came out with Jungle Boy, Mark Quinn, Aaron Solo, Eva Uno, and Lee Johnson. Leo Rush, which he surprised everybody, was the Joker. He came out and people went berserk. Uh, uh, everybody was wondering, if, did he sign with AEW? Which it was, came until the end. But I could give you the uh, the way the elimination process went. You had Matt Seidel was the first one eliminated, followed by Matt Caster, Serpentico, and then I believe, let me see if I can find these people. Uh, 10 was eliminated. Then, uh, well, I came out. I don't even think I numbered number five, but Nick Camarado got eliminated, Dustin Rose, and Cole Cabana, Anthony Bowens. Uh, I think number nine was Griff Garrison, I'm correct. Uh, he got eliminated. Uh, Aaron Solo, Lee Johnson, Eva Uno. Then you had uh, Pillman got eliminated. Power Hob Hobbs. Uh, who else here got eliminated? And then, uh, so basically, the winner of this whole thing was Jungle Boy. This was a real good uh, battle royal. wasn't overcrowded the ring. You got what you wanted. I was happy that Jungle Boy was able to win this by Casino Royale, uh, and he gets a shot at the world title in two weeks. So the next match was a Go Go versus Cody. This I wasn't really really Investing in this, uh, pretty much I did not get the storyline because if Gogogo has been everybody with the body punch, the bolo punch, why was Cody Rhodes still in this match? Uh, bolo punch and Olympic slam by Ogogo, and then Cody started working on grappling moves on Ogogo. Ogogo came in with wrestling with injured ribs, and then soon as that, Ogogo was busted open. Ogogo then clubs Cody and hit a frog left on two count, which I got to give him credit. He did a nice little... Cross flash on the top rope. Gogo go out. Gogo gets out of a figure four leg lock with a jab to Cody in the face. Uh, and then again, Gogo hits Cody with another bullet punch. But then Cody grabs a Gogo and hits him with a vertebrator for the win. This match was probably the weakest match of the night. This was not something to look forward to. But it looks like Cody may be feuding with Miro. I'm going to tell you why. Anyway. And it's funny that I say Miro because the next match was Miro versus Lance Archer. Uh, Archer jumped over the top rope to get to Miro. Archer then walks the ropes and hit a backward moonsault on Miro, which was beautiful. Uh, Miro puts, uh, put through a table outside the ring. Then Miro comes and grabs belly-to-belly back suplex Archer on the outside over the railing. So Lance hits the helicopter on Miro for a two-count. Jay comes out. And he comes out with, it looks like it's the snake that he usually carries. He used to carry back in the day. Miro grabs the bag, supposedly with the snake, and he flings it to the crowd, which was the most funniest thing i ever seen. Lance catches Miro with a chokeslam for a two-count, pounces on Miro, but then Miro somewhere, somehow, ends up uh, putting the game over on Archer, and Archer passed out, which pretty much still protected Archer, but... Still, that makes Miro more like a monster now. And Lance Archer now, I don't know what he's, what's going to be next for him. But I could see him probably uh, getting rid of Jake the Snake Roberts. I could see that happening. Maybe Sting being the guy who will uh, manage him next. That could be a possibility. But who knows? 
They did an all-out promo, and the all-out promo will be uh, the Addy event will happen in September. We got the AEW Women's Mask, Britt Baker versus Hiroki Shida. Baker took control of the match uh, pretty much, and Baker went on the lockjaw early, but Shida rolled away. Shida went on a brawl, uh, on a brawl tackling on Baker, and three knee strikes. But Baker, Baker was in trouble, but both of them looked like they were going at it without selling. It's like they were going at it like they were. They didn't want to sell for each other. You look at that match real good. I think they, they, it's personal because they were not trying to sell. They were they had 15, 10 minutes into the match, they weren't selling. Rebel got involved, and of course, it almost caught Britt her title shot when she hit Britt with the crutch. And so, but Britt was lucky because she catches Sheeta with the locked door for the win, and Sheeta tapped out quick. That, that, that was crazy. The next match, we had the Scorpio and Ethan Page. Uh, Versus Sting and Darby. Uh, Darby hit a two-piece suicide on both Scorpion and Page in the beginning of the match. Sting takes a bump on the stage, which I was crazy. I believe he got either slammed or something, but he got up. And the crowd went crazy. Uh, and the dance, you still got it, uh, erupted in the arena. Sting looked good for his age. He was doing very good. Uh, Ethan uh, Page interfered when... Uh, Darby and Sting were had control of this match and it changed the course of the match, of course. And then Ethan launched Darby through his brothers outside. He did an eagle drop. Well, oh, actually, not even an eagle drop. He picked them up, uh, body pressed them, and flung them over the top rope onto the, to the crowd, which were his brother, uh, Darby Allen's brother and family were at. And he hit his leg on the damn railing. I don't know how he didn't break his leg. But he was able to uh, recuperate after that. But Thing at the end, catches Scorpio with the Scorpio death drop and wins. So that you know that that was a good match. I thought Ethan Page and Scorpio were gonna win and Sting were gonna put them on, but I guess they wanted to give Sting this match, being that he was in WWE for almost a year and he never won even one match in WWE. But he wins his this match. He got the pin. He gets the win for the team as Sting and Darby beats Scorpio and Ethan Page. The AEW World Title match uh, had me jumping up and down. This match was pretty good. Back versus Cassidy versus Omega. Omega, of course, cheap shot Cassidy, taking him out of the match. Cassidy is back. He uh, got back in the ring after, I believe, Pac uh, was thrown out of the ring. Cassidy, Cassidy plants a DDJ Omega, which was beautiful. Back with a shotgun drop kick from the top rope. This is what he was doing to a match. Drop kicking top Drop kicking, uh, I think Omega and Cassie. And then Omega take, took control of the match. Omega kicked Pac so hard he flew on the other side of the ring. I mean, he, he kicked him hard. This guy was in the center of the ring. He kicked him dead in the chest, and he flew to the other side of the ring. So uh, then um, out of nowhere, uh, Pac hit a 450 splash with Omega and Cassie when they were doing bridges. They had uh, they were both on the on, on the ring and they were doing bridges and Pac hit a 450 splash which was beautiful. Omega they went on a break, B trigger rampage. Cassidy on a pocket rampage. He was doing this crazy thing. They had a tiger drive on uh, uh, tiger drive on Cassidy by Omega. Orange almost pinned Omega a couple of times. This match was good, but then Pac catches Omega in the brutalizer. Cassidy hit the beach break for a two count. Uh, I think at Omega. Don Callis interferes. This is the part where I got mad because it messed up the whole match. Cassidy was in the commentary team. He ends up interfering in the match. 
pulls the referee out. Bad's telling Don, oh, Don Callis, F you, Don. Omega hits the referee out of nowhere and pocks and hits Pac with the belts. He hit him with all three belts, the TNA, the AAA, and the AEW belt. And then Omega ended up pinning Cassidy when Cassidy got caught in the crucifix. This was a good, pretty much good match. But again, Omega again with the with the with the skill he has, he had to cheat on this match. But and then he called himself the God of Wrestling. You can't call yourself the God of Wrestling when you're in the three way and you cannot win without cheating. So, but it is what it is. Uh, Mark Henry came out. Apparently, he signed with AEW. So as an analyst, then we had the Stadium Stampede, which was pretty good. The Inner Circle came down from the scoreboard. With the inner circle from the uh, the the stadium, which was pretty good, Edgar put Warlord face on a can of fire, which is right in the middle of the field. I don't know why. I don't know how that. The pin the pinnacle was trying to set up the inner circle. MJF throws hot coffee at Jericho. MJF get hit with a cooking sheet by Jericho. Get hit with a laptop. Then they show Warlord and Hegel going at it. Spears in a room full of chairs. Guerrero runs up to uh, to the wall when um, Spear tries to throw him against the wall. Then he gets long dart on the wall by uh, Sean Spears. Guerrero starts then choking Spears with a, with a cord that he found in his warehouse. Spear catches Sammy with the ladder, and then he handcuffed him. But little did he know that right next to Sammy, there was a bolt cutter that uh, Mr. Spears threw to the side. Uh, FTR and uh, Private Paul were going at it in, like, in a club-style area. And Conan was the DJ. Blanchard gets spiked in the head. I mean, it was funny looking at Tully Blanchard with his little, little like he bunkhouse stampede look, and um, but looked it more weird. I'm not even gonna say why he looked like, but uh, he got he got spiked in the head by Ortiz or Santana, one of those. Ortiz is beating the crap out of Harwood. Santana beating the crap out of Wheeler. They show again Warlock beating the crap out of Hager. Warlock then gets choke slammed through a wood table. NJ working on Jericho elbow in the in the office. Jericho then gets power drive on the on the conference room table. MJ is pulled through a window. Spear is running for his life because uh Sammy Guevara has the car, the same golf cart that ran him over last year when the elite were going at it with the inner circle. So uh Sammy then took a shot with a chair to put but got a, a two count. On Spears, then Spear ends up pinning. Uh, uh, I mean, Sammy ends up pinning Spears, and the inner circle stays together in AEW. So that is uh, pretty much what happened in uh, the uh, the AEW double double or nothing. So I know that it's, I wasn't gonna go blow by blow, but I did it as short as I can. But all this, this whole pay per view was pretty good. And of course, the night be after that, you had Miz and Morrison going on on Miz TV talking about, especially uh, Morrison who had a uh, uh, like bunch of garlic around his neck, and he said, "Well, I'm trying to protect myself from plumbers, aliens, zombies, and I forgot who was the other person." They were talking about Dusty Rose. I mean, Dustin, Cody Rose, uh, Chris Anlander. Abaddon, and I forgot who was the other person, and uh, but it's stupid. But it goes to show you what WWE does, and whoever the writers are, think it's cute to take shot at AEW when AEW had a great 
great pay-per-view. This is probably much, pretty much made up for the, the bloods and guts and the pay-per-view the, the month before. So they made it up big time, especially with the fans in there. It was great. So, you know, shameful for WWE for talking crap when they can't even put something what AEW did on Sunday. So we'll be right back after this. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. Moving along, guys, and continuing on with the podcast and now we're going to have wrestling news and rumors two bouts added to the new japan pro wrestling dominion for this monday coming up uh one of the matches that were added was tasuda naido sonata and bushi versus duki sack saber jr and taichi sack saber jr and taichi just beat the gorillas of destiny for the iwgp tag team championship also included, Hiroshi Tanahashi is going to team up with Chaos. Show Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Gori, uh, and Joshi Hashi to go against Evo, Yohiro Takahashi, Chase Owen, Tajiri Ishimori, and Fantasmo. So that's going to be a very uh, good match. It's going to probably be a 10 man match on that one. So the minute does not look that good like in the past. But definitely the main event of that match is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. It's going to be on the line as Okada versus Takaji. Uh, Kasusuko Okada going finally, I think his, this is his third or fourth reign he's trying to try, try to win or uh, to get. Uh, so Okada and Shingo Takaji are going to go at it for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship that Will Ospreay had to vacate. A lot of people are talking about there's a lot of things going on in Japan. I don't know what they're talking about. And they keep believing these uh, these uh, dirt sheets. Uh, and I haven't heard anything of the contrary. So, Kode Bushi will go at it with Jeff Cobb, which this would be a good match. And the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship will be on the line as Desperado will go versus Yo from Wabangi Vice. That's going to be very interesting coming up for next Monday. Man Mortez, who's now called King Mortez, signed a multi-year deal contract with MLW. MLW pretty much will start their season again in July. So they are signing everybody. So pretty much but now that WWE has let go of some of the wrestlers like Buddy Murphy and them, I mean, he still got away the 90-day contract because they just got let go. They probably won't be able to wrestle by to September. But MLW will be making noise because they'll be back with fans coming up, I believe, is July 10th in Philadelphia. So, as we talked earlier, Tom Phillips said he was surprised that Adnak Burke replaced him on the WWE Raw commentating team. Though Adnak Burke did not last too long, I believe that Adnan Burke was a Nick Khan clown that he brought in to replace Tom Phillips, which I think Tom Phillips was way better commentating, 
commentator that Adna Burke pussy only lasted a month. Adna Burke was fucking horrible, and I'm glad that they got rid of him. CM Punk, he's still talking trash and still talking trash about WWE. He said WWE is a trash movie, but people watch because they like the movies. He was referring to what happened yesterday with all these talents being released. WWE don't know what to do with talent. They, you know, they put them in storyline. They book them. They book them horrible. It's like watching, he said, it's being in a movie with an overpriced budget and horrible casting. So, pretty much, he pretty much said what I, everybody thinks of Monday Night Raw and WWE of what's going on. Let's talk some AEW. Tony Tony Khan talked about the New Japan Pro Wrestling promo he did on Friday at Nikon and said that New Japan Pro Wrestling thought it was great. Tony Khan, who did a promo about him known as the Forbidden Door, making mockery of Nick Khan and WWE um, involvement in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, uh, Nick Khan claimed that he, I mean, Tony Khan said that he spoke to New Japan Pro Wrestling first before they did the promo. And a lot of people uh, were not happy when he did this promo. I think it was all in fun. Uh, Jim Cornette, of course, the most, you know, ignorant and the most, uh, uh, you know, uh, miserable guy in wrestling. Had to say something. I mean, I mean, anybody that listens to Jim Cornette's thing and think that he he's on point with his, I, I don't know. All I can say, this man is just arrogant, arrogant, ignorant. I mean, it's the same guy who's just he just bitter. I can't stand uh, Jim Cornette. He doesn't like anything. If it's not anything in the nineteen eighties, he doesn't like anything. Guys, any ass. Tony Khan says he apologizes to. Hikaru Shida, after hearing William Urbina mocking her and her accent, William Urbina got fired on Saturday for having the audacity to make fun of Shida's accent. And that was a bad move because this happened on AEW Dynamite on Fight TV. And the mics went on on the Spanish announcing team where Alex, uh, I forgot his last name, who comes out with Penta, asked William Urbina to make uh, um, um, a reenactment of Hiroki Shida and her promos, and he was making an uh, Asian accent, and he got busted. And then let him go. So Tony Khan had apologized to Hiroki Shida after William Urbina mocked her accent. So not a good look here for uh, Urbina. He may not be able to work in the wrestling business again unless he goes to Mexico. AEW title match set for AEW Dynamite in two weeks. Uh, and pretty much what they're talking about is the Uncle Boy versus Kenny Omega for the AEW world title. Now, I, I believe they should just, I mean, but it's too long, I guess. I would have put that match for, um, I believe, for All Out. Why not? It would have been a better thing, but because all oh, hours in September, that's three months from now. Line, you're not gonna wait three months for a guy to get a title shot. So they're gonna put Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega in two weeks. That's gonna be interesting because next Wednesday, they both of these guys are gonna meet up, and I hope that we don't have another interference by Don Callis and the Good Brothers. This is getting ridiculous. Like it, you know, I, I hate 
stuff like that because it's like there's no counter for it as far as guys getting together and fighting the elite. Um, it's just every week some bullcrap happening. It's just like it's getting annoying to my liking. You know, so clarification on the Leo Rush status following his AEW debut. Leo Rush is signed by New Japan Pro Wrestling, but he is not signed with AEW, but he is welcome to do uh come in and work with AEW. As far as concern, Tony Khan said they are not going to be working on handshakes. Uh, so I guess he's going to show up, but he's under New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, contract, which is not a bad move because New Japan is working with AEW. So Leo Rush will be uh, working in AEW when he gets a chance. Lance Archer says he wants to return to New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, even though the Forbidden Door is open, there's an opportunity for Lance Archer to go back to New Japan and wrestle the people that he missed wrestling back in New Japan. So, uh, he could go back because right now, AEW is not really doing anything with him. I mean, they, they, they tease pushes of him becoming this dominant champion. A guy who's going to become a champion, dominant, and then uh, he loses. I mean, he should have been the first TNT champion, and he wasn't. They gave it to Cody. And, and Lance Archer has not been utilized like he's supposed to. This guy should be a monster beating everybody. But he loses to Merrill on AEW, double or nothing, and he passed out. I mean, even though that's protection right there, because he passed out. But, you know, we'll see. Abdato Del Rio. This is one guy that I've been never liked. So he's been always an a-hole. And he's trying to make a comeback into the wrestling scene. Now, Abdato Del Rio has a case coming up. Uh, it has to do with um, sexual assault or, or, or I think sexual assault or, or, or domestic violence, whatever it is. But he got a trial coming up. And some of these wrestling promotions are still, you know, uh, allowing him to wrestle. Especially companies like from Mexico or Southern California. What the real should not be nowhere a wrestling ring after what he has done the last couple of years. The situation with him and Paige, and then the situation that came out last year where he was locked up for um Beating on a woman, a sexual assaulting a woman, tying her up supposedly, and then it turned out that it's not true. But, but he's still, I, I don't know. But the fact, guys like him and Joey Ryan should be nowhere in a wrestling ring, nowhere in a wrestling company, whatever they've been accused of. But some of these wrestling companies, they don't care, especially these little indies that are trying to make a little buck. These promoters making a buck and using guys' name to get. You know, little money. So they put money first over women getting beaten by men. Um, and it's ridiculous. I bet the real should be nowhere near a ring. That guy should be banned for wrestling for life. Okay. Um, I mean, the guy has a, 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 a uh, anger problem. He, is, um, he needs help. And right now, he shouldn't be nowhere near a wrestling ring. Any promotion that gives him the opportunity to sh show his talent should be ashamed of himself. You know what I'm saying? And wrestling fans who go and support this should get slapped over the head because why are you going to support a promotion who's supporting uh, a, a woman beater? I'm sorry. And people go say, oh, but he did it. I don't care. He put his hand on a woman, not once. He did it to Paige. 
And now he did he did some other woman. So what that tells you, the man is a woman beater. He should be nowhere near ring. Okay? And you know how I feel about that. You know? Same thing with Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan should never ever wrestle again. Marty Scroll, I mean, he's another guy that uh was accused and he has he tried to make a comeback, but now he's paying away. So Marty, I think you should stay away and whatnot. To your name is uh should I say clear because and I doubt it ever ever happen because the guy uh it hasn't wrestled in wow in almost two years. So uh, it's just it's it's ridiculous when you see stuff like that where wrestlers are trying to make a comeback after your name has been in the dirt and you still got stains of dirt on you. Get the hell out of here. So. First match announced for Ring of the Best uh for Ring of Honor's best in the world, uh, you're going to have Brody King versus Day Lethal. That's one of the matches they announced. And then Dragon Lee, Ring of Honor return is confirmed. He will be back after having an injury. So he's going to be back. Ring of Honor with the best in the world coming up in July, which is going to be cool. Uh, so pretty much things are happening. NWA is having a uh, pay-per-view that come this Sunday. Uh, I know Nick Adams will go at it with Trevor Murdoch for the NWA World Title. Uh, Serena Deeb against, uh, oh my God, what's her name? I forgot. I forgot the girl that she's wrestling. She wrestled in AEW before. But Serena Deeb is defending her NWA title also. So that's going to be very interesting coming up Sunday. Uh, so there's a lot of wrestling coming up now with all these things that are getting back to normal little by little. So. I pretty much think I uh, cover almost everything. I think tonight they having the Josh Alexander versus TJP one hour a uh, one hour Ironman match. That should not miss tonight at uh, Access Channel. That's going to be interesting. I definitely want to check that out. So we'll see. So that is it for me today, guys. It's a long, long show. I mean, this is long. Um, so a long show after another long show that I did. On Sunday for my two-year anniversary, uh, I want to thank those who supported me and those who listened to the show of uh, this past Sunday. Again, continue to uh, support the podcast. Tell a friend. Let everybody know that the Choke Slam Wrestling Report is on audio, also not just on YouTube. Um, so check out my YouTube video I made yesterday of the releases of the WWE. Go to YouTube and subscribe to my channel, guys. You want to follow me? Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Most of the time, I'm on Twitter. That's my spot when I'm there more uh, trending there more and, and interacting with people. So check that out. Uh, shout out to R32 Store for supporting my merchandise or creating my merchandise. Uh, so they're the ones who created the design and everything. If you guys want the merchandise, go to tcwr.veryimpressive.com. That's tcwr.veryimpressive.com. Again, guys, you can follow me on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and any major audio pla uh, podcast platforms that you guys like to listen to your favorite show. Until then, guys, uh, we'll definitely we'll connect again on Sunday for Behind the Curtain. I'm your host, The Ultimate One, and I'll say good day, be safe, wear that mask, stay six feet away, and I'll see y'all on Sunday. Hit the music.